Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um, hey everybody, rate us on iTunes. Five stars is a charm, and why not leave us a voicemail? Five seven zero pod what one. Doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail. We promise we'll appreciate it. We don't get many. Thank you. everybody and welcome to y'all heard a podcast where me pete phillips and me marissa phillips we're not related come to you each week and record you know just a few things that we've learned throughout the week or throughout our lives so that we can impart them upon you and you can look super cool to all of your friends or strangers or just keep it to yourself because you're fine the way that you are you know As you may have been able to tell, Marissa is not joining us, which makes for a great mini-episode again. This one, however, is a little bit different than the previous mini-episodes, in which I would cover one topic here and there. This one is all about me recapping some stuff that we have covered in the past, and also dropping some ideas uh, you know, that have been boiling around in my head, but haven't been good enough to actually make an entire half-episode with Marissa. Marissa's absence, I'm just going to do my own icebreaker, which is me switching to a web page that has a list of icebreaker questions and then answering one that hits me first, okay? So I'm going to switch over now. I'm going to scroll for a bit with my eyes closed, and I'm going to stop, open them. Are you a traveler or a homebody? Well, it's not much of an icebreaker because it's kind of like a, are you a this or a that? You know, it's very dualistic and binary, you know? Maybe I would like the concept of traveling if I could afford to travel more or had a companion to travel with because I've seen a lot of horror movies where people travel alone and they end up losing their organs or, you know, being dismembered by zombies and things like that. So, you know, maybe that's not as safe as some people think. So I guess by nature, I probably am a homebody and that probably relates back to my youth where, you know, we couldn't really afford to go on a lot of vacations. So we would be around the house most of the time. And don't forget that LCD sound system song, by the way, just in case, like, I feel like I'm looking at this like, oh, I'm supposed to be a traveler because that's the more romantic and, uh, you know, adventurous idea. And everybody wants to be romantic and adventurous so that everybody likes them. Right. But don't forget that LCD sound system song called Pow Pow, which is a pretty good song. And he says in the song, I have stayed at home and I have learned a little bit more about my neighborhood, which is important. You know, there's a lot of good places to eat. And so if you are a homebody, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. You can learn a lot about your hometown and what makes it so special if you stay in it for a while. Of course, you know, hey, it'd be great to go on a vacation once in a while, too. I hope you like the whoosh sound that happens throughout this episode because it's going to happen probably like more than 10 more times. So we'll get right to it and I won't blather anymore. uh, But I will tell you ahead of time when you get to the part that is about climate It's real thunder in the background, okay? I was outside while it was thundering recording that. These recordings take place in a few different places, and so if you'd like to submit, you know, where you think I am while I'm recording them, you can feel free to contact us at 570-POD-WOD1. You can call or text. You can also tweet us at y'allheardpod. No apostrophe. On Twitter. In our debut episode, Marissa talked about her disdain for Venmo 
and dropped the news bomb that the company is owned by PayPal, which offers the same exact service. Neither company is FDIC insured though, which is why you're seeing more and more commercials for Zelle on TV or online, even inside your own brick and mortar bank. Zelle is the product of a company deceptively called Early Warning Services, a company that is owned by Bank of America, BB&T, Capital One, JP Morgan Chase, PNC Bank, US Bank, and Wells Fargo. So if you use Zelle, you get the insurance of the Fed behind you, but you also contribute to the dominance of America's big banks, which ruined our economy not very long ago. Pick your poison or, you know, just use cash. Or maybe you could barter with those sweet goods that you've been crafting in your off time. We also talked about smash cakes in our debut episode. Delish.com reported in March that adult smash cakes exist for the, you know, absolute gluttonous slobs that are out there, citing the Instagram hashtag adult smash cake, which is the same hashtag as poor people don't deserve the food that I am wasting in this picture. A quick scroll through the thousand plus posts reveal only a handful of men taking part in the practice, which is really unfortunate in this time when so many women are demonstrating strength and resilience. But humans aren't the only ones partaking in smash cakes too. Fatu, a gorilla in the Berlin Zoo, turned 61 in style with an adorable smash cake decorated with berries and made up of cheese. Now that is the best use of a smash cake so far, and you can damn well bet the Fatu did not waste a bit and ate the whole entire thing. Y'all heard about NASA's twin study? Where they sent one twin, one identical twin, into the International Space Station for a year and left one on Earth? NASA issued this statement about the project. Matt and Scott Kelly are still identical twins. Scott's DNA did not fundamentally change. What researchers did observe are changes in gene expression, which is how your body reacts to your environment. This is likely within the range for humans under stress, such as mountain climbing or scuba diving. The change related to only 7% of the gene expression that changed during spaceflight that had not returned to pre-flight after six months on Earth. This change of gene expression is very minimal. We are at the beginning of our understanding of how spaceflight affects the molecular level of the human body. NASA and the other researchers collaborating on these studies expect to announce more comprehensive results on the twins this summer. But Hollywood wants to know, what if it was more than a year? How many eyes would he have then? All right, let's take it back to your youth with this one. Do you remember mirages, like in cartoons? This is one of those, oh, I didn't know that things, but I looked into this as a topic for the show because I just wanted to know how mirages were made and I either didn't know or didn't remember. I discovered how a mirage works. The ground is hot, the air is cool. When these two forces sort of meet, it bends the light and it makes what looks like water waviness off in the distance. By the way, this is a science website for 10 year olds uh, that you know, sort of inform me of this. But here's my beef with this. I thought that mirages were more elaborate than just bent light that looked like water. I thought it was like when people see whole towns or attractive people in the distance, not only water. Water was always an element, but like sometimes there were other things around it. And so I wanted to know how those things got made. And my personal conclusion is perhaps heat stroke. Anyway, when you're watching cartoons with a kid and they see a mirage on the TV and it's anything more than a puddle or like a lake in the distance, 
You should do that kid a favor, and you should whisper in their ear that cartoons aren't real, but the lessons that they teach are, and this one is a lie. Do it for me. Y'all heard about Swedish death cleaning? It's a decluttering trend inspired by, you guessed it, Swedish people. The idea is based around this thing that seems pretty unavoidable, cleaning out the space of your dead loved ones. People die and their stuff doesn't really disappear. Swedish death cleaning tasks the loved one themselves with beginning that process at the age of as early as 50. The ultimate goal is having as little clutter as possible for the people who survive you to go through. That may sound morbid, but I feel like it's insanely practical. In fact, I declutter on an annual basis with the inevitability of death in mind. But Swedish death cleaning has another angle. Again, you're supposed to start at the age of 50, and this is supposed to be a slow, steady thing that you do up until the day that you die, not just purging everything that you have when you turn 50 and waiting to die. See, the intentionality to the practice is to take the things that you have and share them with the people that you love so that they have pieces of your life and memories when you're gone. I have a very modest comic book collection, for example, and I'm very protective of all of them because they represent a period of my childhood where I was really into something. Last year, I rediscovered the Archie 3000 comic book that I had, and I recalled how much Marissa loves Archie. She was so excited when I gave it to her, and it wasn't even in very good condition. That's what Swedish death cleaning is all about, sharing your goods with the people who are good to you. Y'all heard about Eric Carmen? Because I hadn't. I'd heard every single one of this guy's hits, but I didn't know that any of them were by him. So here's a sampling of songs written by a guy named Eric Carmen who came up in a band called The Raspberries in the 60s and 70s before going solo in 75 and having a killer 13-year career before kicking back and just enjoying life after that.
Eric Carmen is still alive today. He is married to a former newscaster, Amy Murphy. In uh, episode six, we talked about vorophilia, and a British site called LADBible.com wrote about it in April of 2018. Lots of things we talked about have gotten articles, but this one stood out to me because of this excerpt. Ivy, a 22-year-old American man, told LAD Bible, when we watch media as children, sometimes it can have lasting impressions. There was one movie in particular I remember, The Great Mouse Detective. At one point, a mouse, anthropomorphic, is swallowed whole by a large cat. I'd say that was probably what first caused an interest in Vore. Though obviously, I had no word to describe it, nor was I even conscientious of it as a kink. Guys, I feel the need to point out that I love the movie The Great Mouse Detective. So much, it hurts. <laughs> but I also wanted to take the time to remind you that I am not Vore. Thank you. While we're sort of near the topic of sex stuff, y'all heard about smart sexwear? Icon? is touted as a smart condom, which is like a Fitbit for your dong, which says that it can answer the, follow, the following questions about your sexual performance. What is your thrust velocity? How fast are your thrusts? How many calories did you just burn? What is the average skin temperature of your dick? How many different positions did you try? And what is your girth? By the way, a measuring tape can answer that last question, for way less than the $80 price tag of the Icon. But yeah, that's a thing. If you're, you know, training for a bonathon. Guys, real quick, in episode three, I talked about how boring my dreams were. I just wanted to share that last week I had a dream where I owned a cute pug. And when people asked me what his story was, I was very excited to tell them that he was a famous pug from the 90s who once co-starred in an episode of Murphy Brown with Candace Bergen. In the dream, it was true. And yes, Candace Bergen did come up in episode 22, bergenbags.com, baby. I love this podcast called Trust Issues, and you should definitely listen to it and subscribe to it. They did an episode a while back about incels, which you should definitely check out because that's so hot in the media right now. Uh, but that actual whole movement is too morally disgusting for me to talk about here. Uh, but they also did an episode in which my eyes were opened about the fact that climate control is a conspiracy theory. Some people think that the weather is being controlled by other people to, I don't know to what end though. Um, like is someone making it cloudy and sad where I live so that a whole entire region will be angry, sad, and holding up the whole entire meth market for the United States? I don't really know, maybe that's what it's for. But uh, more than that, y'all heard about how the US seeded clouds during the Vietnam War? to make it rain so hard that it flooded? That's kind of kind of weird. While there is a research area called geoengineering and experiments are being conducted to alter the weather, nothing has really come to fruition on the market just yet. That is the reality of the situation. The conspiracy is much weirder and targets Jews as people controlling the weather. Weirdly enough, it stems from the same racist theory that Jews control banks too. Still, science is working on controlling the weather, and that's kind of scary. So next time you meet somebody and they want to talk about the weather, you should try to strike up conversation about the theories around blowing storms away from land with windmills, delaying surface evaporation with monomolecular films, blowing a hurricane apart with hydrogen bombs or laser beams, 
and injecting air into the center of a storm. In our most recent episode, Marissa talked about how they add words to the Oxford English Dictionary. During part of her piece, I was saying, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the words that got rejected. And so I did a little bit of digging. And the most accessible article that I could find, you know, without digging super deep, was one that is from 2010. And they talk about the words that they reject that year. Some of these words may have been added since then, but I sure hope not. But one of the rejects in 2010 was earworm. And uh, earworm was actually added in 2011. So, you know. They're open to change, it's just sometimes they don't always make the right decisions, as evidenced by the ground Marissa covered in the previous episode. So here's the list from 2010 of rejected words from the Oxford English Dictionary. Sprogging, the act of running slower than a sprint but faster than a jog. Fergling, the act of fumbling in your pocket for keys or loose change. Museum head, feeling mentally exhausted and no longer able to take in information, usually following a trip to a museum. Dringle, the watermark left on wood caused by a glass of liquid. Smushables, items that must be packed at the top of a bag to avoid being squashed. Spatulate, removing cake mixture from the side of a bowl with a spatula. Vidiot, someone who is inept at the act of programming video recording equipment. Wibble, the trembling of the lower lip just shy of actually crying. And Worfing, the act of surfing the internet while at work. Can I just say, spatulate? Why do we need one word for that? I don't know why we need one word to describe something so simple. Just scrape the bowl with a spatula. And some people, what if you want to scrape the side of the bowl with like a butter knife? Because you don't have a spatula on hand. Or what if you want to do it with a different tool? Now you can't say you're spatulating. Why don't you just say you're scraping the side of the bowl? Y'all heard about the YouTube rapper who admitted to authorities that he dissolved the bodies of three student filmmakers in acid? It's a gruesome story which centers on QBA, aka Christian Omar Palma Gutierrez, who you can hear in the background right now. He says that a friend recruited him three months ago to work for the Yalisco New Generation Drug Cartel and that he had received 3,000 pesos, which is 165 American dollars a week. This is all just to warn you that if a cartel promises to pay you $160 a week and you think, wow, that's a sweet deal, must be easy, just know that their expectations of what you'll do may not match yours, so try to negotiate a little bit first. It might do you some good. It's time for... This week I wanted to plug a few things. In Marissa's absence, I'll take the opportunity to just plug a bunch of stuff that I've been enjoying recently. One in music is a band called Martha. You can look them up on Spotify. They got a bunch of stuff up there. Recently, uh, one of my favorite bands, The Thermals, uh, broke up, and it was kind of a bummer. And so I've been listening to a little bit of Martha to fill the gap that they sort of left behind. Just sort of power pop. These guys are British. Um, You know, if that does it for you, that's cool too. I learned about Martha from the Chris Gethard Show, which is on True TV, and it is Tuesdays at 11 o'clock at night, and uh, it's worth it, so stay up late. If that's not late, then 
pretend I didn't say that. In the realm of TV, besides the Chris Gethard show, what I'd like to promote is Hemlock Grove because, dude, I'm starting it again. Okay, there's it's a three-season show. It's a Netflix original. And uh, you know how much Marissa loves Riverdale? This is my Riverdale, okay? Because uh, nobody in my entire life, I think, watched the show and enjoyed it. And I can't tell you why, but I love it. I love it. It has nothing to do with any of the sex that's in it. Uh, it has nothing to do with the gore in it. It's just like a really weird, like, adult, but kind of like immature adult soap opera, horror, sci-fi thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I love it. And so I'm going to watch it again. I think I'm in for like 25, 26 episodes, something like that. So come on with me on that journey. And if you uh, loved it or hated it, you know, you can always give us a call and tell me what you think. And in sports, I want to plug the NBA playoffs. I don't know what it is. This is the first time I've cared about a sport since like the 90s. And uh, and, and again, I need to, to clarify, I care about a sport. I don't know why. Because I don't care about any team. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, I, I'm just watching basketball. I, I'm not rooting for anybody. It's just really weird. I don't know. Just watching something for the art of what you're watching. I will say, though, I'm not really too keen on the Sixers making it any further because I think they're kind of like uh, bullies and they're not really playing very nicely. But, you know, this is this is a guy who's judging a team based on their principles, not on their playing skills. So what the hell do I know? And that has been another mini episode of Y'all Heard. My name is Pete Phillips. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget all the different fun ways you can get in touch with us. You can leave a voicemail for us at 570-PODWAD1. You can also text us there, 570-PODWAD1. You can tweet us on Twitter at YallHeardPod. You can also go to our website, YallHeard.me. You can comment on one of the posts, which has this show in it. You can also leave your comments on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that you get your podcast. We would appreciate a review, a like, a comment, a rating, whatever they're called. I hope this wasn't too painful for you without Marissa. But you know what? I wanted to include something just so that you can get a brief taste of Marissa in this mini episode, okay? This is a very, very short clip from one of our recent episodes. It was the one uh, about Bergen bags where she was talking about uh, other things that celebrities did besides, you know, their primary career of like acting, singing, whatever it might be. This is the one where Jessica Biel has like a kid's place that's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I'm surprised that nobody really uh, mentioned it to me or to Marissa, or if they did mention it to Marissa, she was too too embarrassed to say anything. But I ha- isolated this clip and I saved it on my desktop and at least maybe two times a week I play it because it makes me laugh, okay? So here is your moment of Marissa as we finish out the episode of Y'all Heard. Thanks again for listening. We will both be here next week and have some good stuff to present to you yet again. All right, bye. Chucky cheese for rich people. Chucky, Chucky, Chucky cheese for rich people. Yeah, hi. Hi.